Welcome to Frank Bruno Law, Elder Law Attorney. I'm going to give you a little uh, snapshot into the day that I had. It started this morning that I was on a virtual court appearance. It was a pretrial conference. I then had a client uh, come to the office concerned about her case. And uh, I did other work and some written uh, written assignments. And then I uh, finished up with a consultation uh, with a, uh, an adult son and parents. So, elder law affects people typically of an older age, right? Maybe the AARP measure or our senior population at about 62 and, uh, and older. And it affects people across a broad spectrum of cases. So the case that I was on this morning was a divorce. I represent a person as a special guardian. I was court appointed to represent an, an individual. Uh, the individual had been in the middle of a divorce. Someone in the court proceeding, right, uh, another attorney involved, identified and brought to the court's attention that this individual needed a guardian. And then after the divorce had been put on hold, the guardianship judge appointed me to be the uh, special guardian for this individual. And that's because I have uh, divorce experience and guardianship experience. So that was the beginning of, of my day. <clears throat> I then had a client that my office is uh, assisting, uh, an elderly woman that is that is the owner of a two-family home. So um, during the pandemic, she became, um, she had an issue with uh, her tenant and we are processing an eviction for her. So I'm an associate that does evictions, uh, but I handled the, uh, the consult uh, initially and often enough I'm the go-between office and this uh, particular client and there's been a moratorium in place uh, things have been held off held up held in abeyance in uh, the landlord tenant realm and as of right now should the moratorium not be extended and it's been extended a number of times uh, at the end of August it will expire and then September 1 we can file. So in a, an eviction uh, takes place, uh, I'll break it down simply. It's a two-step process. You need to serve the predicate notice. That's the, uh, if it's a holdover, you give a certain amount of time. If the person failed to make payments, rent payments, it's a non-payment case. In this instance, the tenant did in fact not pay rent. However, we're not going in with that that cause of action. What we're doing is a holdover proceeding and that predicate notice was served and was able to be served. And then just a, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, my office served, had served on the tenant a hardship um, declaration. So what that means is 
uh, something new that came about uh, as a result of the pandemic. If the tenant, landlord has to serve this hardship application upon the tenant, and if the tenant has in fact a hardship, they can fill it out and certain circumstances will take place in the case, right? Um, I don't ultimately know, I don't actually know what they will be, the length of time held in abeyance. I don't know. Uh, still a work in progress, right? For for me and for everyone else handling this area of law at this time. And but this uh, existing client came in because um, she had a sign an affidavit saying that the tenant did not return the hardship application, saying that there was a hardship. That's why she was in. It's very difficult to um, really uh, accept and, and comprehend that the uh, pandemic has changed so many things in our lives, including uh, causing a landlord the inability to go forward and, and reclaim a part of their property. So we just have to push on, push, push, continue. Stay safe, be well. Please check out the website, frankbrunolaw.com.